This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing they are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com. Pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Don't forget that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let's inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear, and let's do on the loose, you know the tag team champs, man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp, the outlaws of the new age, and we still got love for the retro waves, you know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce, so pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke, yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and as always, my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man. We're the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And I want to talk about our amazing sponsor, Grove Roots. Oh, yeah, which it's funny because you don't hear the Deuce salute because we had our wonderful growlers filled again by Grove Roots, which is funny just for you guys. (laughs) I'm drinking mine out of a coffee mug at the Mm -hmm. moment because, uh, God bless our our third member, Brandy, I guess you guys hadn't done the dishes. (laughs) Well, we we ran out of cups because we normally normally drink out of solo cups. Right, right, right. And we we forgot, uh, yeah, we forgot to buy some, so all we had was glass. So, well, the big things coming up at Grove Roots that they want me to tell you guys all about is number one, if you need to book your holiday party, you need to do ASAP because she was telling me like their their dates, right. the windows are super Spots small are going right fast, now for sure. So, yeah, if you need to book it, you need to call or excuse me, you need to email Morgan and that's M O R G A N at groveroots.com. Um, and she'll get you all the information. Also, today when I got it filled up was my first time to finally go in the packing house. That thing is gorgeous. Mm. I mean, just beautiful. They have knocked it out of the park. Nice. And we need to make a field trip, all of us, with the with wives and everything. Right. That'd be and fun. And have an adult night one night. That'd and be go cool. Go out there and have a couple drinks. 100%. Speaking of having a couple drinks, they are going to do... I always call it the gobble wobble when you go out the night before Thanksgiving, but they're having a <laughs> Thanksgiving Eve party, and it's going to be huge uh, there at Grove Roots. Also, that Saturday after um, Thanksgiving, they're having the Florida-Florida State game, and this is actually a pretty rare thing to happen there. They're actually going to have the sound through the speakers, so you can actually hear the game in the bar, which is a big deal, but they're having a giant potluck 
So they said, everybody, you can bring your Thanksgiving leftovers. You can bring a dish. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, uh, they're, uh, very, very soon, the packing room is going to be decorated for Christmas. Nice. Which is going to be really, really cool. Um, also, guys, it's Christmas time. It's right around the corner. Oh, yeah. I mean, because we're, I mean, Thanksgiving is upon us. The holiday season oh, yeah. is here. For sure. Grover is a great place to get presents, man. Like, you know how much I love their t-shirts. Oh, and you sport them all the time. Oh, and it's awesome. They're only 18 bucks for the classic Grover ones that nice, I rock. Nice. And then the ones with the beer logos that are all the different colors for sure. are only 25 Um Also, they do gift cards. And it, I, there's no better present to buy somebody. Buy them a growler and then buy them a gift card so they can pick what to fill it up with. I mean, that's your one-and-done shop for, for most people, especially if they're craft beer fans. It's just great. Uh, tonight on tap, we've got the Sunset Catch, which is 6.3% alcohol by volume, Pilsner. Also, we got the Mad Wit, which we've had before, which we love. Mm-hmm. But also, this is a first for the two of you. I know I've had it before, but they just got it back in, and it is the Pumpkin Fest Fall Pumpkin Ale with Spices at a 6. 0% alcohol by volume. And we've got our buddy Dave Pasco back on the show mm-hmm. again. I want to hear you and Johnny's thoughts because I kind of was getting some good feedback from you guys about the beer. The pumpkin one that we just had, yeah, I already yeah. finished my cup. Oh, wow. Before oh, we even I got, got through more. I didn't even get through the commercial. I, yeah. <laughs> I've got more I'm if drink you want more. Now. Yeah, yeah. There well, go. there's more in the growler, buddy. Good so times. you go ahead and fill yourself up whenever you feel froggy, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll do that right now. Um, but no. Um, Here's the thing, and I'm just going to be completely honest because, you know, I always am with you guys, the sure. listeners, even mm-hmm. if I'm talking about a sponsor. I am not a big fan of pumpkin. Let me just throw that out there. But I like this because yeah. it's not so much of hitting you over the head with the pumpkin taste. It's hitting you over the head with the spices and not even over the head. It's like a light caress of the face with the uh, <laughs> yes. with the spices. So it's more of just a darker beer which is good because now like you said we got a cold snap coming right around the corner yep you know when it gets to be the colder temperatures i like a more hearty beer or as i like to call it a sipping beer sipping beer yeah yeah. so you can sip on it maybe have a fine cigar with you at the same time like i like that actually i'll get really froggy and put it in a snifter you know what a snifter is oh yeah yeah sure just yeah get it room temperature and put it in a snifter because that's the thing with with these really good darker beers for me personally now this is just personal preference thing most okay let's 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 assume not everyone that listens drinks beer on a regular basis so what are other you know dark beers that are out in the market like the casual beers people can compare that way um this is a craft beer but if someone were to go like a darker beer. Like, I would say probably like a Sam Adams. Sam and, Adams. And Sam, That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, 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 that way people have an idea just yeah. in case they've never had you now, know, a darker beer. I don't know beer. if I would do it with the Sam Adams, but a, with a beer as high quality as this, and especially a darker one, what I like to do, and this is going to sound really weird, let it sit out for about 40 minutes at room temperature and get room temperature and not drink it ice cold. Because here's the thing. Why do they serve beer at such cold temperatures, especially when we're talking your Miller Lights, your Bud Lights, your stuff like that? And no knock, because I drink those. Oh, yeah, same here. (laughs) They're not the greatest beers in the world. Mm -hmm. So the colder it is, the more it kills the flavor. Mm -hmm. So you're not tasting the flavor. But the warmer a beer gets, the more flavors you can actually get out of the beer. So like I said, a beer like this, I would probably leave out maybe in a snifter for about 40 minutes or a glass, let it Mm -hmm. get room temperature, and then just sip on it. Because this is a beer for a night like tonight where I'm just going to have one or two and I'm just going to sip on it. I'm not 
not pounding it like the old natty light in the bush light, you know, yeah. like yeah. I'm really enjoying and savoring it. Savoring is a good word. And yeah. that, that was something I was talking to David. I was over at his house recently and, you know, I've always Man been. has got a good selection of beers, by the way. I just, yeah, I have a very hipster collection yeah, of yeah. ales and ciders. The beard, the beard is not a lie, kids. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it, it's, it's not the, the beard and the glasses are not a hipster lie. They actually, they're, they're, they're real. Uh, was, but I told him, you know, I don't, I didn't have a, uh, I've only, when drinking, I've only really had like, you know, the uh, Yingling's probably my favorite regular beer. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, the Bud Lights and Miller Lights. I mean, I had all, yeah. but I, I haven't really, within the last couple of years, I haven't really, I don't have that knowledge of uh, craft beers, you know. Well, and that's the fun thing about having Grove Roots as a sponsor. I feel like with Grove Roots, I've been able to kind of baby step you into craft right, beer. Right, right. So I'm learning. So, so like when I opened his fridge, I was yeah. like, I don't know what any of this yeah. stuff is. Oh, yeah. Like that should have blown your brain <laughs> yeah. hole because you're like, yeah. what, what is the this? fuck is this? And yeah. I, I recommend to everyone if you go out, um, Grove Roots or any, there's a lot of great local breweries oh, and craft yeah. breweries. Oh, yeah. Try sure. them out because not even just buying local because it's better. Yeah. Um, and you get a better quality beer and you get a higher For premium sure. and it's, it's just the flavor and you're saying, you know, it's not yeah. a beer that you're going to drink a ton of, yeah. um, but you're really going to enjoy the beer that you yeah. do get from it. You're yeah. not going to, it's not a pounding beer. Like you said, yeah. you're not, you know, you're not playing beer pong with yeah, you're not craft beer. beer. You're not doing no, that. No, no, no. no. And, but it's, and that's the great thing about drinking local is it's brewed locally. So it's fresh because the fresher a beer is and the closer to when it got done brewing, mm -hmm. the better it is. Like. We're very lucky. I literally today went and got the growler. How far away still, do you live from Grove Roots? Like 15 minutes. So you're, really, you're so, local. Yeah, Roots, super, so. super yeah. local. Um, but, but I got I do, them filled today. Right. So, I mean, they're fresh right out the keg. See, now me being, uh, you know, not indoctrinated into the craft beer until recently, yeah. uh, just the flavor alone, like, just there's something special about a craft beer. I know it sounds kind of cliched, but... Craft beer just has this awesome, like, yeah. there's so many different varieties of it and different flavors you can mix up yeah. that I like. Uh, and, of course, you know, craft beers typically are smaller breweries. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they're 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 growing by word of mouth, organic, and right. all that stuff. So that's why we're, you know, we really like Grove Roots. Yeah, and that's why we love it so much. And it, it's great because you get to try new things. Like, Grove Roots is where I first tasted a sour beer because I was like, oh, you've got a sour beer. I've heard a lot about it. Let me try this. Um, and a Saison. It was the first time I had a Saison. And a lot of different beers I wouldn't have been able to try before, I have, because Joe, in his infinite wisdom and his just amazing gift of brewing, um, he he just knocks it out of the park well, with that, all these recipes. This is, like you said, this has kind of been my, my introduction to craft beer. I, yeah. Before Grove Roots, I've never really tried anything. Maybe I had a couple of ciders, but those don't count yeah. as craft beers, I don't think. And every once in a while, you get something maybe weird. They do. Like, they do. Okay. like they when do. you have D&D &D night, like I know sure. like there's Laguna Nitas in the fridge, which right. is Right, really a friend good. of mine got me that some of those before. Those are good. And left yeah. them. Um, yeah. And that's the great thing about this is like the craft beer community is really kind of like works together, mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I love that. Um, and it's all about sharing. And one thing I, I, I'd heard a long time ago from a different brewer, he said, you know, the craft beer movement really caught Ooh. on. And his, his humble opinion was because, you know, you had a generation of kids that had grown up on Mountain Dew. Because originally, like when kids were drinking like sodas and stuff, it was just regular soda. Well, now they had more citrusy sodas, more like different flavors. Well, when those kids got to drinking age and they were legal to drink, it was like, well, I don't want just the standard Budweiser, Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light. Like, I want something with these unique flavors, like the sodas I drink. Um, and he he led that to kind of his 
reasoning for the craft beer movement. And we, I don't know why we haven't done it yet. We need to get Joe on the show sometime. We do. We should get and him go on. do an episode at the brewery. That'd with be him fun. Because I'd love to pick yeah. his brain about this stuff. Because the dude's a, a, a genius when it comes to brewing. So, uh, yeah. And also, you, I, I kind of just to go with what you're saying. That's another reason why you know Mike's. Hard lemonade and all yeah. these other companies are really popular because people want a little bit all of those malt beverages all, yeah. exactly they want yeah. more of a flavor a little bit of a different like yeah, some people like get the, bored drinking yeah. beers after a while you just kind of get it's like it's boring regular beers yeah you and, know? and sometimes you just want to switch it up because right. they're they're you hit the nail on the head there there are nights where I'm like look I want to drink I know I don't want to drink hard liquor Mm-mm. but I'm kind of burnt out on beer so I might get crazy and get like a six pack of that. Tw- the twisted tea I found. Oh yeah, I like those I like. too. Yeah. Um, and then the not. You don't like those? They're not oh man, sweet. what are you guys doing yeah, to me yeah. over here? <laughs> but uh, the, not, like the not your father's stuff yeah. isn't bad either. Like the not your that father's not bad. Beer. There's a, yeah. there's other cider uh, companies and other right. uh, that will do more flavors. I think when you yeah. came down, I gave you a pumpkin it was cider really from California. Yeah. It was really good. Um, and there's different ones. Like the, my favorite's a pineapple cider. Yeah. Which is oh uh, that sounds great. Oh it's. Oh. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. I like pineapple uh, in general. But, so. yeah, there's a lot of more. It, 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 going back to going to your craft breweries, right. you're going to find more interesting. I won't say experimental, but more dairy, not more mainstream flavors. So yeah. definitely go to drink local yeah, because yeah. you'll get more of that variety. Yeah. You'll find different stuff that you didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I love doing beer flights. Like, honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love idea. doing Explain beer flights. Explain what a beer flight is for both, uh, folks that A beer don't flight yeah. is. Four is it quarter pints, half pints? Uh, it depends. Like it depends I on know, the uh, and and Joe's gonna kill me because I'm probably gonna give you the wrong number. But you get four uh little um. I think they're I four think ounces. They're four ounces. Yeah, I think they're that's like a four right. ounce yeah. pour. Yeah. And what they do at Grove Roots is you get four and they'll line them up. And what I like is. What they'll even do to help you out is they'll tell you the order to drink them. Like you pick, oh great, yeah. See, that's w- great. When you get a flight, yeah. you pick four different beers and yeah. you get a little four ounce pour. But what they will tell you to do is they will say, okay, drink this one first, then this one, then this one. So you go in the right order because it depends on, on who's doing it. But sometimes you want to go lighter to darker. Sometimes you want to go darker to lighter. It really kind of depends on what you're what you're doing and what you're drinking. Um, but I like how they'll walk you through that and kind of tell you. And also, if I remember correctly, goodness gracious, I want to say it's either six bucks or eight bucks. It's one of the two for a flight at Grove Roots, which yeah. is dirt cheap because basically a, a beer is sixteen ounces, and if so, you're getting a beer. So yeah, you're getting a beer. You're getting a full yeah, yeah. beer when you drink all four. But it, so. it does, like you were saying with the flights, it, it's like a sampler in a way. It's a sampler yeah, yeah, in a way yeah. that yeah. you you know, if you know, like my wife doesn't drink, doesn't like an IPA. Yeah. So she'll try everything but the IPAs on menu or something like that. Me, I like a little variety of like I like getting too light, too darker. Um, if it's a cider, I'll throw that in there. Something that has a little bit more flavor. Mm-hmm. And like you said, dr- drinking them in order is almost important. Yeah. Like uh, where super you want important. Yeah. Of how because sometimes you'll drink something uh, heavier and then you'll go to a lighter flavor that has and like it, a berry be totally off. Yeah. It, you won't get that flavor out of it. So yeah. that's awesome that they're no. Yeah. They'll, they'll usually the bartender will go ahead and tell you like in, and, and they'll number them like one, two, three, four. Oh, that's like, cool. So the order, so, you know, which I really like just cause like I said, like it kind of helps you because what I like about Grove Roots is they're all about growing just the craft beer movement. So like if you come in and you're like, I'm new to craft beer, the bartender will be like, well, what do you like? What do you normally drink? And a lot of people will be like, I drink Miller Lite, I drink this, and they'll be like, oh, well, if you drink that, 
this is kind of something close to that. And they're like, well, if you want to be adventurous, you may want to try this. Or, you know, do you like dark beers? Do you like lighter beers? Because right. your wife's a prime example. Like, <laughs> there's two kinds of craft beer people, in my opinion. <laughs> there's people that will only drink the IPA. Like, they'll go in a nice yeah, yeah. craft beer bar that's got, like, a hundred craft beers, and they're like, what IPA do you have on tap? And it's like, you've got a hundred options, and the only thing you want to yeah. drink is an IPA. Yeah. And then there's other people that are like, I'm not touching IPAs with a 10-foot pole. Because you know me, I like an IPA, but I like everything. Yeah. So I kind of will mix it up. But there's definitely those very two heavy schools of thought. And that's also a good thing about going back to doing a flight. Yeah. Because if you don't know the difference between a Pilsner and ale, yeah. an IPA, th- that will give you a nice rounded education yeah. being like, it's this one's cool. really hoppy. This yeah. one has a smooth finish. This yeah. one's more crisp. So then this you kind more know flavor. what's going on. Correct. Yeah. And, you may, and also, if you're, especially if you're new to the craft beer world, it's something you can sample and kind of, you don't even know what you like yet. Yeah. And then you find out what you like. Well, and that's, it, it's really for me, especially with craft beer, that that's what it is because you have hits and misses sometimes yeah. there'll yeah. be something and i'll be like that sounds really good and then i try it and i'm like this is horrible like yeah. this was a bad choice right. like and it's funny because prime example the 6 a.m pickers the coffee beer they have right for months i was telling them not to give it to I us love it. because <laughs> so i didn't know that you and brandy like oh coffee. yeah we love so it so i was like because i i, I drink coffee uh, yeah, yeah, but like I'm not a big coffee fan. Yeah. If that makes any sense, is it a porter? Uh, I believe it is. Yeah, it's, um, usually it is. Yeah, with a coffee beer. And uh, anyway, we got it, and I loved it. I oh, was yeah. like, so I should have been drinking this for months. Oh, like yeah, I man. really should have gotten on this sooner. But then there's been other beers that I've tried, and I'm not saying at Grove Roots. I'm saying in other places where I'm like, oh, that sounds like a really interesting combination of flavors. And then I try it, and I'm like. Yeah, maybe you got a little too adventurous on that one. Yeah, or yeah. it's just it just didn't taste as good as it sounded on paper. But yeah. that's like anything. Sometimes you put it on paper, it looks great, and then you do it, and you're like, no, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. So well, we wouldn't be the happy hour if we didn't talk about beer, right? Because oh, sure. uh, we definitely love beer, and I'm I'm learning, I'm learning the rope, so to speak. Uh, you guys can see where I'm going with yeah. this. Uh, you consider uh, craft beer the the indie beer of, the indie of beers. Yeah, the indie I beer. Think, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go, the indie beer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we love indie things here with the Happy Hour, Johnny yeah. Deuce. We love a, a promotion called Ring of Honor. We uh, do. Which uh, David and I actually haven't talked much about yet. We, we haven't. Kinda, we kind of saved it a little bit. We did because uh, I know what uh, was this, almost two months ago yeah. that we sat down and watched Death Before uh, Death Before Dishonor. Dishonor. At the I, house. Me yeah. and Kyle sat down and watched it. Uh, with my wife, we sat through, and that was yeah. my first time in a while. I think bef- since um, I missed a wedding to watch that pay per view. By the way, <laughs> since I know the person whose wedding I missed doesn't listen to my show, <laughs> I can I can say that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I missed a wedding to watch that pay per view. Well, we did want. I think that's the first time I've sat down and watched one since. Uh, um, since oh man my brain i how much of the beer did i drink already <laughs> yeah. uh for a long time i haven't watched i've watched a lot of the the ring of honor talent and rev pro and i watched yeah, the weekly right. show but it's the first time in a while that i sat down watch and watched the pay-per-view because i was really excited about the card and once again some things look good on paper yeah. and we'll go through that real fast sure. um yeah. do we want to just jump into the pay-per-view yeah, anyone well, watch yeah. Uh, I, because ring of honor was back in lakeland this past sunday oh yeah um, we're definitely going to talk about that we're going to talk about that a little bit later and so ring of honor since that pay-per-view it seems like they're they're turning the the dial up 
yeah. uh, especially with the New Japan influence. They're bringing a lot more pa- uh, talent in yeah. that, that aren't normally on their cards because New Japan does not have an American presence, so they're using uh, Ring of Honor. And going back to uh, Death Before Dishonor, the main event was Cody Rhodes versus uh, Minoru Suzuki, Suzuki um, who is a big name in Japan, but not really for a mainstream wrestling audience, not really for the, even Ring of Honor fans are fairly a smart fan when it comes to indie wrestling. I agree. Um, They're very knowledgeable. They'll they'll seek out, you know, besides the Bullet Club stuff, which is so, I'll talk about later, that's so over, it's unbelievable. You can't can't even explain it. Yeah. Um, But Ring of Honor, bringing in a lot of the talent. Uh, Jay White wrestled with them. He wrestles mostly in New Japan. Um, So I want to run through some of the card and, Impressions from you guys oh, about where sure. that pay per view went. Um, I know we ha- it's been a while, yeah. and I know you guys haven't been able to talk to it. We haven't. Uh, we had to remind yeah. ourselves who, who what the card on the card, the on card, the card exactly. and stuff exactly. like that. It's funny once you started rattling off. I remember the other thing. I remember is that banging pizza you brought over. That thing. Yeah, that was good. Baller. That was oh. Luke's down in uh, Haines City. Was it? Yeah, oh, it was pretty dude, good, man. Johnny, you've got to see it. It's uh, like a I tried pizza. to get him that pizza the other day. On Did fr- you? we were hanging yeah, out yeah, recently, but they were like, "It's a forty-five minute wait." I'm like, "I don't got that kind of time." Sorry. So you got you got public Bigfoot. frozen yeah. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was good. It was, was tasty. Fine. Do you remember the Bigfoot that they had yeah. at Pizza Hut back in the day? That's right. what it reminds me of. It's, it's like a big it's a huge, huge rectangle, pizza. and it's just yeah. oh god, it's so good. It's an hour. It's like an hour and a half call. Like when you call them, they're like, yeah. it's gonna be at least an hour. Yeah, hour hour and a half. I to guess go pick it, it up. Takes longer. Takes, yeah, it's, so they have yeah yeah they don't have the dough yeah they don't have the dough pre made. Anyways, so, so this took place uh, September. It was a week after the hurricane. One of the it was. like September twenty second or something yeah. like that. That's when my roommate yeah. moved out. Like yeah, uh, like three right. days prior. Yeah, yeah. And, and, say, and another note. I my, came back. I came. Yeah, back. Yeah. I was supposed to go to you, with you guys, but like my car died or something. I forget. No, that was when your car blew up. What well, car the, blew the up? One, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had no way to get there. Died. So yeah, yeah. it was. I was stuck in Polk City, so that was yeah. kind of weird. Well, it was funny. You were supposed to come. You didn't come. Our good buddy Brian. Something happened because of all the hurricane stuff, and he couldn't come. Um, right, and then my other buddy JG was supposed to come, uh, and he wasn't able to make it either because he had something with work that came up. So it was it was kind of this perfect storm where it ended up being just me and you and your wife at the house, right. which actually was kind of nice because it yeah. gave us all a good. Time we brought to chat. way too much food though. Oh my! We God. brought food for days. He's like, yeah, he <laughs> yeah. did. Like seriously, like we, we didn't have a head night. count, yeah. so the wife's like. Let's figure ten people. Yeah, and it was just and it was us just three. three so yeah, because she brought chips yeah. and donuts and cookies and oh my oh, god, right. it was so much food. Like <laughs> I ended up taking some of the food down to my mom and dad's house. She, my yeah, she made chicken wing dip, didn't she? Oh yeah, oh, yeah she yeah, made yeah. that chicken dip. Because yeah. she's like, yeah, I ain't leaving the chicken dip. Yeah. She's, like, <laughs> she's like, I'll leave you some of his pizza, but the chicken dip is coming to the house. So, so uh, let's. Uh, you want to start off with the first? Card we'll do. Uh, yeah, the first match was. Well, I have a mark laid out here. I think this is an order. And I'm you got pretty your notes sure. And stuff? I do have my notes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, mark Briscoe, Jay Briscoe, Bully Ray uh, defeated the Kingdom in a three on three. This was for a first, uh, a number one contenders match. Later in the night against the Bullet Club, yeah. uh, which Bullet Club uh, now they have freeboard rules on the six oh, man tag. Yeah, okay. yeah, because Kenny's been holding it recently. But that night it was the Bucks, and then yeah. they it, the weird thing about this one, and I'll I'll go into it a little bit later with the notes is they were doing the Where's Hangman pay, uh, Where's oh, Hangman that, thing. Heard, yeah, that was through uh, really being cool. the elite. Yeah, yeah. 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 
right. Um, so they were building off that, so we didn't know who was going to wrestle for the six man. But yeah. the Kingdom versus uh, the Briscoes and Bully was yeah, the first it was match. Solid. It was a pretty solid yeah, match. Yeah. The only thing that I would say is a negative is at the end when they were doing the swerve between um, Bully Ray, and, Bully Ray and yeah. uh, Jay. Yeah. Wasn't it Jay? Yeah, yeah Jay Briscoe. Yeah. Um, felt very not. I, I don't want to say hokey. It but it, it, Hokey you, is a perfect you word saw for you saw you the saw swerve from a mile yeah, away. They didn't do like, the swerve yeah. till later in the night, yeah. but right. you felt the swerve coming. Yeah. Like they off set the up table, the table thing, right? right. Where he, well, yeah, that's later in the night. Right. But in the beginning, where he got upset that right. he did the spot, right? Him and Mar- uh, Mark and Bully won the match. Um, and the Kingdom put on a good match. The Kingdom is excellent. I'll talk about more about them later because yeah. they really had a awesome night on uh this past sunday yeah but building off that uh I, the match was solid yeah yeah it just like, i can't complain no it just, bell it to was bell a, is great yeah after the bell yeah yeah, yeah 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 absolutely so um i don't really have much beyond that to say um the second match of the night which i've noticed this with ring of honor when they have marty scroll on he's usually in the first couple matches of the night yeah yeah no matter what tv tapings pay-per-views they throw him out because i think it's the audience pop and this I night agree. he fought yeah. uh chuck taylor who came out as chucky e. t yeah, yeah. um chucky e. t which i want to talk about this being the indie guy who comes and talk about indie wrestling qu- quite a bit it's, yeah because he like had to break out a flow chart to <laughs> I, lo- so, I love chucky e. yeah. t actually. yeah chuck uh, chuck taylor the kentucky gentleman yeah uh recently over the past three months he won the pwg championship from uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, He's he's getting legs underneath him to become a mainstream talent. They're Mm -hmm. using him a lot more. Um, I thought this was an important match because Marty can get anybody over. He gets the crowd into it. And he'll let a broom over. Yeah. And he he's been doing this great thing where they put in that match. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Where you see him taking these indie talents who are very, very good. And letting them get their spots in, letting them get momentum behind them. Um, Marty, we know, of Ooh. course, you know, from status and his push and everything else, he can he can take a defeat, but he can take a beating too, and it doesn't hurt the character. Yeah. So the, what, the way they used him was excellent bringing in uh, Chuck Taylor as a singles competitor for the first time in Ring of Honor. Right. Let him get over because it's not going to do nothing but – Make him more valuable to Ring of Honor in the future, but make him really valuable to the indies now. So, especially yeah. in a promotion like PWG, which is like the top tier of indie in the United States, right. like they're they're the indie brand that's not a national that without a TV contract, yeah. basically. Right. So, so uh, he also wrestled in Chikara and Evolve as well. So he's yes. been all over. He's been all over. Yeah. But uh, b- being PWG champion is a uh, it's a big deal. It's becoming a bigger deal, especially for the length of the title runs. You know, right. Joe, it's a belt Joey Ryan had forever, and Joey yeah. Ryan built a name on it. Um, it's a belt that Zack Sabre Jr. had and uh, built a name on. That's the cat. So. Oh, okay. Sorry, our yeah. cat likes to jump in. Um, yeah. What's going on? The cat likes to, if we don't like the door, she opens it. Okay. Yeah. This is on the podcast, though? Yeah, it's hey, K-Fabe the cat. Yeah, no, I'll cut that out. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll cut it out. So, uh... <laughs> On my notes here, I think this is in order. I don't know. There was a lot. Like, Ring of Honor really knows how to load a card. They do. They tr- that card on paper was stacked. Like, there was it a was. couple problems with it, There's but a- on paper, it looked amazing. Correct. Um, the next match was Punishment Martinez and Jay White. Correct. Jay White, New Japan, uh, New Zealand guy. 
uh, wrestles a lot in New Japan. He's making a name over here. He just switched his he switched his name to Switchblade. Jay White, I want to say at Rev Pro. I think it was Rev Pro. Yeah. It was Rev Pro. He switched his name out. Um, oh no no in New Japan. New Japan. Was it? Yep, it was in New Japan recently. Anyways, he had a match. He had a street fight with Punishment Martinez. Um, good match. Solid spots. Didn't seem like they were trying to cram. You know, 30 minutes of match into 15 minutes. Right. The only thing that I thought was weird with that match, if you guys remember, is the finish, which was um, he did this uh, this finish where he powerbombed him onto chairs and then went for the pin, and that didn't work. And then I've, I'm trying to think. He did a choke slam to thumbtacks, and yeah. that was the finish. And I'm yeah. like, those two should have been reversed. Yeah. Because the sell onto thumbtacks is less impactful than setting up... Like, he set up eight chairs, yeah. and then two yeah. chairs on and top. It took forever. Like, it took forever like, to set it, it up. Yeah, it was like, yeah. 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 Like, it kind of, like, it, remind, it killed the momentum. It reminds me right. of a yeah. comedian that's up there and that just gets a blank. You're like, they don't know what their next joke is, so Yeah, they're trying to fill the time. Yeah. So yeah. he sets up all these chairs. He does a powerbomb to Jay White onto the chairs. Jay kicks out. Yeah. And then he dumps thumbtacks, choke slams them on the thumbtacks. That's the finish. I'm like... If they switch those two, it would be more believable. Yeah. Like, you build to the bigger... Like, right. whatever spot takes the most setup yeah. should be your finale. Right. <laughs> it should be, it yeah. shouldn't be, yeah. you know, the thumbtack thing. Yeah, it's dramatic, but I I honestly... I'm not a huge fan of thumbtacks being the finish of a match. I don't know why. It's like, you knock him in, yeah, it hurts, but the guy gets the pin. And I'm like, I, I'm just not yeah. a huge fan of that getting over as the finish. Where a chair or a table or... Anything like that, barbed wire. Right. I understand that as a finish, but thumbtacks, yeah. I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Still a solid match, Jay White, especially when you compare the two. Jay yeah. White usually is a junior heavyweight mm-hmm. yeah. uh, fighting a guy like Punch Martinez, who's a he's a big boy. Yeah, he's a he's he's. he's a big dude. I watched him this past weekend. He's he's not a small dude at yeah, all. No. And we've had him on the show before. Yeah, we've super had nice him. Guys. Yeah, super nice guys. very nice. Uh, okay. Not a fan with any team with the Eds. No Jets. No Mets. Nope. nope. Anything, anything with the with, Yets? Anything yeah. with E.T. Yeah, because he, he's, he hates he's the a, movie E.T. No. He's, just, <laughs> he, he's over he, it. We, he was, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Yankee fan, okay. and we were talking to him about sports because we're like, look, let's talk to you about something that's not just wrestling. Wrestling, Because, yeah. you know, you talk about it all the time. That's all you talk to me about. <laughs> well, and I'm true. your friend, goddammit. Yeah. So, it, well, I just know when we talk to wrestlers, sometimes they get bored. Right. We, so right, we right. want to change it up. And he's like, yeah, I'm a big Yankees fan. Cause, and we're like, oh, well, do you like – the Jets or the Giants, he's like, no Ets. No Jets, no Mets, no Nets. <laughs> None of the Ets. None of the Ets. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was, he was cool. Cause, like, he was super cool. He, he was having he, a beer. He, looked, yeah, he, yeah. Like, he got done working out, and he's just kind of chilling. He, he was chilling in like the hotel room, I right. think, wherever yeah. he was yeah. staying yeah. for like, the week. And like he was just... Chilling in bed, like drinking a Corona, chilling yeah. with us. Like, it, yeah. was, it was a good interview. You He's guys all like, it was cool because for the whole kayfabe stuff, like, yeah. the one thing we found very interesting was, like, how when we interviewed the Ring of most of the Ring of Honor people, Flip Gordon, yeah. and Shane, like, they're, uh, Shane, they're all out of kayfabe. Yeah. They're all just yeah. like, yeah. just like, we're just, oh, yeah, talking. they're just like, yeah. literally, Shane Taylor was mowing his lawn. Yeah, <laughs> literally, like, busted in the middle lawn. of mowing his lawn. He's like, Oh, hey guys, give me just a second. He's, and he's like, goes and gets a Gatorade. Down. He's wiping his brow and is like sitting on his front porch doing the interview. I'm like, bro, we can call you back later. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, I forgot that you're in Florida and I'm in Chicago. So, yeah, it was funny. Which, if you want to hear any of those interviews, you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast and check it out. And speaking of things we need to check out, we're going to check out some of our sponsors and be right back with more of the happy hour and Johnny and Deuce.
And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. So that match, um, Punishment Martinez, Punishment Martinez, and Jay White was eh. What was the next one? It wasn't bad. Uh, the the payoff for the six man. Oh, that's was, right. Was uh, Adam Adam Page in the box finally the showed Buc- up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he showed up later in the match, tied up. Oh, that's and right. That was yeah. at the end of the match right. when he Correct. showed up. Yeah. Because who? Ta- it was just the two. It was of them. the Bucks first. Uh, yeah. It was the Bucks first. Fully right. Fully right. And, and Bucks were goes, are booked yeah. twice on this card. Right. 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 Because they were booked later in the in the night regular tag team yeah. against uh, Motor City for the yeah. tag team belts. Yeah. Uh, this match, I don't remember a lot. I feel as though the payoff with Adam Page was more for being the elite than it was for a Ring of Honor angle. Yeah. And which is great for the Bucks, but not really great for Ring of Honor. Because yeah. if you don't like, I don't watch being the elite, even no, though I'm an indie fan. YouTube show, right? Right. I right. don't. I don't spend a lot of time on YouTube and right, watching. I don't. Yeah. If they throw a clip on, like you know, Twitter or something. Yeah, on Instagram, or something like that. Yeah. I follow them on all social media, so yeah. I'll catch stuff on that. But I won't go out of my way yeah. to watch whatever angle they're doing. So I think there's a disconnect with that. But the Bucks make nothing but money for Ring of Honor, oh, yeah. so they probably just go like go ahead like yeah. it's it didn't hurt the match but i don't think it helped ring of honor at all yeah well, it helped the bucks right well they didn't they call them the hung bucks that was the joke that was the buck yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you can actually funny. get a hung bucks shirt oh, off really? of yeah oh, I didn't you know can they made yeah, one. yeah. Hung bucks shirt. Hung bucks. but that was also the swerve with bully ray and uh jay yeah right. which felt kind of weak yeah. You did. Even the table hit. Didn't the look table that hard hit did not look good at all. No. There was a, a bunch of other ways they could have. He could have put him through the table. Yeah. Hitting a guy with the corner of the table, especially a guy like <laughs> Bully Ray that we've seen him take bumps through fire, tacks, yeah. glass, oh, everything, barbed wire. I think he got ran over with a truck one yeah, time. Yeah, like, like this guy is like literally yeah. wrecking balls have ran yeah. into this guy. Literally like, the yeah. kitchen sink. Yeah, has been, been on his head. Right, right. and so, hitting yeah. him with a corner of press board. I'm just like, really? Nah, That's you couldn't find another right. way to sell this. Like he could have, he could have put him through the table. Yeah. Put him through. That'd be but they more made impact. Storyline, a pretty big storyline over the past like six weeks. Yeah. It, yeah, it was it was an awkward beginning, which happens a lot with the, yeah. some of these angles. Um, and they had to build up momentum to it because right. you know Bully Ray went from the retirement, quote unquote, and then being in uh, Philly again at the ECW arena, then bringing Dreamer in as a partner, and then right. having Mark turn yeah. with against him as well. Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting because I could have swore now this was after we'd watched yeah, the yeah, pay per view yeah. that he was like going to retire from wrestling. Yeah, and, he yeah. came in the ring and talked about you know, hey, I, I don't normally come out. I'm usually fired on fire. I'm usually yeah. screaming. But I, I have to wear sunglasses. I think things quiet. I got my another con- concussion. This is my last match. That was my last match. I'm not coming back. Yeah. And, then, and then they had brought Tommy Dreamer in, I guess, or the night before they yeah, brought yeah. him in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's talking about, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm one of the reasons he, you know, has so many concussions because I hit him over the head with the chair yeah, so, many so many times. times. And Kendo stick the shit out of him. Yeah, and yeah. exactly. So, but I, mean, I guess, I guess not. I guess he's wrestling again. Or... Right. Yeah. He's he's booked. But I he, I don't think he's doing as many dates as I think he's traveling with the company, but he's not performing right. as many dates. As many dates. Right. Right. I think he's gonna be more of like a just like a PR guy, you know, like someone that you want to. Like, he's put. a great PR guy exactly. for the company, especially yeah. if WWE didn't offer him a job, then ROH will give him a job. And I'll touch on this again later. I do have in my notes from this pay per view. Um, Adam Page is a tremendous talent. He yeah. is so good. He doesn't get mic time. I'm not sure how comfortable he is on the mic. Um, when I've Ooh. seen him do one-on-ones and talking to people, right. he has a charisma to him. Yeah. Um, he he plays along very well with the other 
uh, Bullet Club members, especially the Bullet Club, uh, Bullet Club has so many big personalities. Yes. Oh yeah, and I feel as though he has a moderate personality, but his talent is yeah phenomenal. It, oh, his matches are just great. Oh yeah, just absolutely great. great quality. Yeah, but he, I'll touch yeah. on that later because he did wrestle this past weekend and I probably one of the best matches of the night yeah. by uh, by far. Uh, so let's move forward. And then, oh, my other notes were and. Once again, I'll touch on this. Uh, Briscoe's versus Bully. Yeah. Um, that payoff will come soon because you said the storyline. Right. Um, that is a match that I want to see. I, I think all wrestling yeah, fans sure. have to sit there and look at that and be you know interested in a match like that. Right. All right. So television title match: Kenny King versus Kushida. Kushida coming in as champion. Yeah. Uh, Kenny King King got the win. They did the whole bachelor angle. His daughter. Yeah. There's a lot of outside stuff that they used to build Kenny. Right. Which, yeah. if you're watching a Ring of Honor pay per view, you don't have to tell us how good Kenny King is. Oh yeah. God. So <laughs> thing. Oh it's God. Like, I felt like they were beating us over the head with it. Now right. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know about him being on the Bachelor and stuff. Like I actually during the pay per view texted one of my friends because she watches Bachelor religiously. And I was like, hey, what was up with Kenny King being on The Bachelor? And she's like, oh, you know who he is? I'm like, yeah, he's a pro wrestler. I'm watching him wrestle right now. And she's like, oh, he was on and yada, yada, yada. So she filled me in on that part. And then they had his kids there. But the whole time, they're, it, it, it's almost like when WWE does it. Baron Corbin's a prime example. They're t- they tell you how good he is all the time. And it's like, how about you let him show me how good he is? Amen. Like instead of telling me every ten minutes. But he was but Kenny's just the opposite. It's like they were telling you every ten seconds how good he is, and I'm like, Bro, I know. I've seen this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy is fucking phenomenal. Who's watching Ring of yeah. Honor weekly? Like what type of fans are watch actually Hardcore watching? Hardcore wrestling fans. Yeah, right. Like, going on yeah. your way to watch and, Ring and of Honor. And Kenny like, had some ra- and getting a pay per view for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like right. those are the hardcore right, the exactly. hardcore. Right. And especially Kenny had a decent run in tna impact as their x division yeah he he's had mileage underneath him like he is known to the indie community to wrestling fans who kenny king is i don't think he's an unknown i don't think he's a marquee guy right but he he puts solid matches Mm -hmm. now Kushida coming in and i think we touched on this before Kushida has had one of the best years in wrestling ever in 2017 uh super j cup uh the IWGP junior heavyweight. Um, and then he won the uh, television title from Marty. Um, Cause she, and uh, tournaments in between too, and all over the place. So, him dropping the belt doesn't hurt Kushida, nope. but beating Kushida really helps Kenny King's momentum going forward with the belt. Yeah. Solid match. Um, I didn't like the spots outside with the daughter. I thought they oh, were yeah. in the roses, and it seemed like... And the son, too, because didn't he, his son was there, too? I don't think so. There was another so. little kid with the daughter. I think that was... was a little boy. I don't think that was related, though. No, was it? No, was I don't think it was part of the angle. Kid. I think he just kind of showed oh, up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't I know Kenny King's that. personal Allegedly. life. You might have kids yeah. in every state. Allegedly. Yeah, But good match, especially Kushida getting on once again. New Japan influence. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know who Kushida is, he's I. You're not watching any wrestling as much because he's just he is just all over the place this year. He's very good. Um, very good is a is an understatement. Oh, it really is. Yeah, at he's this amazing. Point. So now this is a match that I do have a lot of comments about because both guys in the match were very very good, and are established talents and veteran wrestlers. Uh, Silas Young versus Jay Lethal. 
Um, we were all talking. three of us got the itis. All three of us. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna blame the amazing chicken dip your wife made and the pizza, not the wrestlers. But all three of us fell a damn asleep. And yeah. I'm not talking a little asleep. I'm talking full on snoring, right? Sleeping, right? Like you said, I was fucking. We out. we liked the ets because we slept yeah. through the yeah. <laughs> the third yeah. the third quarter of this yeah. match. So the match wasn't bad. It just felt like they gave them a ton of time. It was like a 40-minute yeah, match. Like yeah. it, it, to me, the match seemed too long, and it almost seemed like, okay, I'm going to do my spot, then you're going to do your spot. Oh, then I'm yeah. definitely going to do this spot, it was, and then you're going to well, get this spot. And the problem is, is I, 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 loved, I love Silas Young, but he doesn't have the cardio that Jay Lethal has. So Hell you no. could tell yeah. after maybe about 10 minutes into the match, he was starting to kind of like yeah. get gasped a little bit. Yeah. He's like... All right, let, let me let Jay do his thing for a minute, and I'm going to sit over here for a second. And then he comes back and it, tries to catch It felt very. Bruiser was with him too, wasn't he? Or no, was he not on that, that one. one I, well, he might. I can't remember I if he came he out or not. But I don't think he played a big part in no, it. No, if I he remember. did, he took a bump, and that, yeah, was, yeah, it. that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think ROH booked it this way. My opinion is Silas and Jay are full time talents. Um. When you're having the eyes of a New Japan fans or indie fans to right. watch the show, especially when you guys have you have uh, you know members of the Bullet Club, you got Chucky e. T, you got uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki on a card. Let's give the ROH yeah. guys a lot of time to kind of be seen, especially yeah. two veteran guys. But it felt like we I was just waiting for the ending, and yeah, it was just spot but, after yeah. spot after spot after spot, and I'm like, especially after we watched the Punishment Martinez. Jay White street fight. Yeah. And yeah. then they're like, we're going to do a last man fight, last man standing match. And they were back to back, weren't they? They were yeah, close they were enough, close. but they felt yeah. like we just saw this kind of match. Yeah. Like they should have probably maybe waited till later on the card to do this. Right. And here's the thing. Like, I understand why they gave him 40 minutes. Cause like you were saying, like there was a lot, I think probably more people bought this pay-per-view than maybe have bought other pay-per-views just because the whole new Japan angle, which right. was cool. Um, and also, this was the big blow off to the feud because the feud was Silas had knocked uh, uh, knocked him out, and he was doing that whole gimmick where how many days since we've last seen Jay Lethal, right. and like because I remember because I've been watching for months ROH TV, the weekly show they do every week, yeah, and like every week it was a promo from him about you know it's been so long since we've seen Jay Lethal and this and that, and so you wanted a big payoff, but I felt like there's so much. There's a thing where you get just too much time, if that makes we sense. We got, like, six payoffs. Yeah. Like, yeah. It yeah, felt like I the agree. ending of the last Lord of the Rings, being like, end it already. Yeah. Yep, yeah. We've seen it. Come yep. on. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, I, I don't want to speak badly of them because they're they're tremendous talents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But to me, between a street fight and a last man standing match, yeah. the street fight is the hardcore match. Yep. Yeah. The last man standing match is more of a, a fist fight. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird because yeah. like Jay Lethal, we watched him at um, Supercard, and he had an awkward match that was a hardcore match. Yeah, and then this match was an awkward match, and then uh, he was in the Super, he was in the G One Climax right. the U.S. and he that Silas interrupted that, and so he had a kind of a a, a non finish. He had you know a cheap finish, yeah. and I watched him wrestle this past weekend. In a straight match, sorta, but at least it had a pin. 
Right. You know what I mean? It, it, it was complete. And I'm like, does Jay Lethal need all these gimmicky endings? Nope. Or finishes? Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Yeah. He has He's that good. His yeah. name. I mean, actually, I, I we'll do an, an episode another time about our top ten matches. Yeah. Of the year, uh, Jay Lethal is in my. This is a sneak preview. He's in my top ten matches of the year against Bobby Fish uh, yeah. at the fifteenth uh, uh, anniversary show in Las Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That show that that match was phenomenal. Both show, showcase amazing performers. But Jay Lethal doesn't need gimmicks or anything like. That. He just goes in and shows his talent. And he I feel like they constantly put him probably right. because he can handle the mic, he can handle the promo, he can handle. Whatever that's thrown at him, because he's so natural in the ring, and he's so he's such a established veteran. I feel like Ring of Honor wants to do these kind of bigger, and I'll talk about this a little bit later too. Uh, they want to do some more gimmicky matches to kind of get a little bit more eyes on them. Right. But I don't know if Jay's your guy to do that with. Jay's the guy that I would book in the the new Japan guy, uh, guys coming over. I would definitely book Jay in those matches. Right. Yeah. So. Anyways, moving forward, I'll talk more about Jay Lethal a little bit later. Uh, Machine Guns won the belts from the Bucks. Which I did Uh, not see coming because they said that the Machine Guns were putting their careers on the line. Right. And I was like, well, I guess the Machine Guns are breaking up and quitting wrestling and this is going to be all she wrote because I figured the Bucks had it in the bag. Right. And that was the swerve to them getting the belts. And honestly, you can't hurt the Bucks at all now. No. You you can't. The Bucks are... They're almost... And this is going to be probably hard to say. They're almost rock level of like they're so popular. Everybody loves them. They're so big. Like they everywhere could, though. Yeah, like, all over. Like even I'm going to give you a yeah. perfect example. I went into Best Buy to pick up Super Mario Odyssey, and yeah. I went in there. I was looking around at other stuff. There's a guy go. I had a young buck shirt on. He, he, yeah. he goes too sweet. This guy I don't yeah. even know this guy. Yeah. He comes up to me with a oh, too sweet. Oh, and he sweet. gave me the yeah. I was like, yeah. what the? I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, cool. He goes, yeah, yeah man. You, you you go into the Ring of Honor in in, uh, in Lakeland. I'm like, no, I can't. He goes, oh man, it's gonna be a great show. And then literally, I go to I'm going to Target. Someone else, two people from uh, like in the parking lot, they see my shirt. They go too sweet i'm like this is like i haven't seen something like this since nwo yeah like, it's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. the level of popularity and it's so over it's so yeah. over yeah yeah i'll i'll talk about that a little bit later yeah for yeah. sure um anyways them them winning um doesn't hurt the bucks it moves motor city they moved into a feud with uh the addiction yep. which feels very impact wrestling because i've seen yeah. this match yeah well yeah that's so right. many times yeah. i've seen these four guys together either as a team or as individual uh feuds or right. as tag team feuds or everything else like that and i'm like it's been done i understand it because they know how to get guys over daniels can make anyone look good what he does in the ring is so yeah. natural yeah um and I get that, but for Ring of Honor, I, I want to see the Machine Guns wrestle different talent. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, for those who don't know, Machine Guns uh, is Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. Shelley. Who we, they both in their own right are phenomenal. Um, oh, and just, I, well, absolutely. Uh, Al, not Alex Shelley. Chris Saban, for like a hot minute, was like the TNA world champion right, for right. like a hot minute. When TNA like, mattered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, that might have been like right around. When right they around. That's yeah. why I want bed. people. Like he was like the last good champion they had. Yeah. Well, you had you told me this. I don't know, three four months ago. You were like you were surprised uh, how it switched because it, it was in TNA. It was like Alex Shelley. Alex, Alex Shelley yeah. was going to be the man yeah. coming over, especially in Ring of Honor. And then yeah. Chris Saban kind of taken that. Chris Saban's kind of taken that uh, that leadership role. Right. Yeah. Because uh, originally, like when we well, first started going to TNA back in the day, like. 
out of that team, Alex Shelley was like the man. And I'm like, this is the guy that's going to break off and do a singles run. Oh, and yeah. like, and then he got hurt. And then uh, Chris Saban had to start doing everything by himself. And right. I'm like, okay. And then I got to see how talented that guy was. And I'm like, yeah. well, I called this completely wrong. Yeah. This is, you know, this really is going to be probably the the guy. And then they're you know? and then when they team with Jonathan Gresham, that's search and destroy, right? I think that's what they what they're called when they team yes. up with him. Yes. Yeah. And he's really good too. So yeah. um but yeah, yeah uh, uh as you were saying, um I do I think that um it only helps elevate it's helping elevate most um, I can't say the name motor City Machine Motor guns. City Machine Guns. Because in Ring of Honor they haven't really done much. I mean they've had a good run but they've not really done much. So I think this is kind of giving them another well, and I think they kind of needed it because, yeah. like, they they've been around Ring of Honor for a while, and they've been in a lot of promotions, they and they yeah. they do a lot of indie shows. Like, right. they wrestled their asses off, and yeah. they're Alex awesome. Shelley is a former three time uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight oh, really? or Tag Team yeah. Champion. Oh so, wow! So yeah. he's he's world renowned. So I mean, so, yeah. it, you know, the guy's got a pedigree, but it's time splitters like, with Kushida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, yep. you know, for a hot minute, it was just like, okay, well, what are they going to, what are they doing with these guys? Right. Like, they were kind of floating. It almost kind of reminds agree, me yep. of, like, and this is probably a horrible analogy, that Brazango, like, <laughs> they're both yep. good wrestlers, yep. which I didn't right. think they were going to be from the jump. But I'm like, these guys are actually kind of good, but it's like they don't know what the hell to do with them. Well, right. I've noticed, with, and this is going to go kind of off track. Yeah. What I've seen is talents like the Bucks. This goes back to the thing with Roddy Piper. Yeah. Why was Roddy Piper never world champion? Because he never needed the belt to yeah. get the attention. attention. Yeah. Bucks don't need belts to get attention. You're going to pay attention to the young Bucks no matter where they are or what they're doing. You know, and when you have talent like that, you don't need it. But when you want to build guys up and be like, yeah. these guys are top talent as well, but they're not getting that traction, yeah. the belt helps yep. but it's what they do with the belt that's the important part right. i think they're we're in that process of what ring of honor is doing because shelly and shelly and saban are not young guys anymore no. They, no. they're established talent yeah. and this might be their last run, run. same yeah. thing with the addiction yeah so having them you know a feud or them trading off wins or however you want to see it yeah it it'll be interesting i'm hoping they all kind of go like i know daniel's already won the belt yeah um let's see if kaz or saban or shelly even uh get back up to that <laughs> that level to be the the top of the card at ring of honor but see and that was a funny thing because back when we went to tna all the time because you know they're not doing it at universal anymore right in um, canada in, in canada yeah oh, okay. they just moved the whole company up to canada oh nice so well anyway when we used to go the young bucks would wrestle all the time and whenever they come on and be like Damn it, these guys again. Like, I I thought those guys were never going to get over because I'm like, every time they had a match, I'm like, oh, good time for me to go take a piss and get a beer. Like, I just didn't give a shit. But now I'm like the hugest young buck mark ever. And I'm like, oh my God, I saw so many of the early matches and I, didn't, I never thought they were going to get anywhere, which shows what the fuck I know. Yeah. So, before we get into the, the we're going to go into the last, we have yeah. one match left. Well, yeah. Let's take a small break. Small break. break. Small we'll break. Right back. back with the happy hour of Johnny Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by the Lakeland Role Playing Guild. Join the adventure with the Lakeland Role Playing Guild. 
Founded in 2000, the Guild starts its 18th year of supporting and promoting the role-playing game hobby in September with a big anniversary party and some lightly structured games. The Guild hosts too many convention-style game nights every month on the 2nd and 4th Fridays where you can find up to four scheduled and prepared games plus up to three open tables all ready for a packed four hours of hobby-centered fun and fellowship. Among the regularly scheduled games on the LRPG's rotating calendar are three exclusive in-house ongoing campaigns, one exclusive in-house mini-campaign anthology series, and a few periodic episodes of members' personal home campaigns. The majority of those games are RPGs, but miniature war games hit the guild tables as well, along with the occasional board game. Some events also feature instructional clinics and roundtable discussions on a variety of game rules, techniques, and theories so all participants can share their experience and learn more about the hobby from each other. The Guild also has planned gaming-free social outings on those random fifth Fridays that pop up some month. And of course, members of the LRPG take part in area conventions as players and game masters, as well as coordinate some activities with other gaming clubs. For more information on the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild, visit the website at lakeland-rpg.com or check out the social media at facebook.com slash Guild. And on Twitter at Lakeland RPG plus hashtag Dice on the Road. Lakeland Role Playing Guild. They play games. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. We're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, and before the break, we were talking about, of course, death before dishonor. Fifteen. Sure. I think so. Uh, which Sep- happened? Who's keeping count? Yeah. September twenty <laughs> September twenty second, uh, two thousand seventeen. Death before counting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, solid pay per view throughout. Um, and we're about to talk about the the main card, the final yeah. card, the main event. The main event. Yes. Main event. Uh, Cody. The American Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. I Can't always want to. I always want to. I, know, yeah. I always do want to. Um, Can he not say Rhodes on TV? Is well, he, Rhodes is, Cody Rhodes is owned by WWE. He uh, can't say Rhodes. Rhodes, but he can say Cody. Because Ronalds is his real last name. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, Rhodes is a, a fabric. It's a, a an alias. Stage name. Yeah. Trademark right. or whatever. It's a trademark yeah. stage yeah. name. So he can't use it. Right. Okay. Which was funny today because I was watching. Um, uh, there's a best of AJ Styles on going outside was. And I thought it was amazing that. That Royal Rumble where AJ debuted, um, Stardust was in, Alberto Rio was in. Um, I'm trying to think who else was in that one. I'm like, wow, there's all these guys are champions now. Other places, That's funny. it's so <laughs> weird. And, you know, it was only two years ago where yeah. you know WWE had all these guys in house. Yeah, and Cody obviously has blown up on the indie circuit. Yeah. And this was the last pay per view he did as an. A true indie. Now he signed with uh, Ring of Honor. Oh, is the he? next week yeah. okay. he signed really? a full time contract. Okay. He can't wrestle other places. Oh, well, except for Red Pro and New Japan. Right. The New so Japan they are have the only a two. Correct. They have a partnership. Yeah. That's right. right. And CMLL. Yeah. And CMLL. Yeah. But he can't go anyplace else. He can't go wrestle for like uh, AW or, uh, or Beyond like or yeah. Can he go to an indie promotion and wrestle no. okay. unless it's approved by Ring of Honor, oh, which gotcha. the only one they approve is uh, PWG. PWG. Yeah. Okay. So he'll probably wrestle at PWG sometime. Yeah. But what an amazing transformation, though, from where he was. Oh yeah, he's he's a star. Yeah. And we said that as soon as he comes out uh, that night, 
Oh, he's that super, outfit he had on was dope. He but, had that Fallout outfit. Yeah, and yeah. He, yeah, he wore that this past weekend. Oh, like, did he? Oh, yeah. nice. So, um, he is so polished. Like, you yeah. look at him, and this isn't a dig at anyone that wrestles for Ring of Honor. Yeah. You can tell when somebody is polished, they're used to TV, they're used to re- reacting to the crowd, yeah. interacting with people, everything like it's that. It's that WWE training paying Correct. off. And, what's, and, I, and I hate to say that, but it's the truth. And what's funny about it is his indie gimmick is being a WWE guy. Yeah, like he still wrestles a WWE style. Yeah, in an in indie promotions, which yeah. is amazing that he gets away with it. Yeah, and but no one else could do that. Ask Ryback. Yeah, no one else could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Um, but anyways, he uh, he wrestled uh, Minoru Suzuki for in the main event for the Ring of Honor title. Now, <coughs> couple things here, as I said before, Suzuki, huge in Japan, huge threat. Uh, yeah, because like David showed me a couple of his matches. I think it was when you were living with me for that week. Yeah, I was showing you some of the stuff because from. Because he's yeah. like, this is a guy who's going to fight. Cody, I showed you, so yeah. You know, and I, like, I watched the matches. I'm like, God damn. Because like, this, yeah. this guy's murdering yeah, fools he's in the brutal. ring. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a trained MMA fighter. Yeah. You look at him, and it's not a guy you want to meet in a dark alley. Like, this he's, is a guy that terrified. you hope took his medicine yeah. that day. Yeah. Because if not, he might snap and just yeah. break your neck. Yeah, and he's a straight up shoot fighter. So, And he leads Suzuki Gun in Japan. Japan, which is the team Zack Sabre Jr. is part of, right. uh, uh, Davy Boy Jr., Davy yeah. Boy Smith. Mm-hmm. I forgot what Bulldog Jr. I forgot what, I forgot what he changed his name to. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so there was a lot of hype behind him, a lot of momentum, especially he's not, he doesn't do a ton of stuff in the U.S. or hasn't so far. So him coming over was a big deal, especially for Ring of Honor. And they... It was weird how they did the match, and these are some of the critiques I really have about it. Was it was okay, but they felt rushed. Like Cody, they're trying yeah, to get and everything. Your in. wife, all three at the end, were like, they spent so much money bringing this guy over and hyping this. And, and yeah, this and just co- was not what we expected. Cody kept trying to get the crowd behind it. They didn't yeah. give enough time to make Suzuki look like a threat. Yeah, which I I, which yeah. was a problem, right. and they. Well, I think when the match came on, they only had about 13 minutes before the pay-per-view ended because, once again, Ring yeah. of Honor is going on to Spectrum or cable right. providers. They have to hit that that deadline time. Right. Yeah. I think they get like three minutes overtime, and that's yeah. it. So what we were saying before, you know, you had spot-heavy, gimmicky matches prior. Bucks like had two they, matches. Yeah. Bully Ray and the Briscoes had two matches. Well, hell, it took an extra 10 minutes off the Silas Young. Right. Oh, yeah. Thing, yeah, exactly. Easy, yep. And then they would have had enough yep. time. But or, it was just or not poor have, time management. Or not have the six-man and the tag team in the same night. Right. Because, honestly, the six-man, that swerve could have happened at a TV yeah, taping. Right. And it would have had the exact same yeah. amount of impact. Like, I mean, it, it didn't have to all happen that night. So, I think that kind of hurt them going in. Them being professionals, yeah. they still had... Decent combat, but Cody did the coward heel thing and yeah. ran from uh, Suzuki the entire time. He just hit him with one crossroads out of nowhere. That was the pit. Now, this is where I got you know, Suzuki going in. If you see his stuff in New Japan, what a threat he is. Because he'll hit a ref. He'll hit a ring announcer. He'll hit the timekeeper. He'll hit three people in the front row, commentators. It doesn't matter. When he's leaving, they showed that. And it's like, why did you not have something mid-match? Where they try to get between him and Cody, and he just like they never like, they knocks him out. Yeah. They didn't build the legend. Right. They didn't build that threat that Suzuki could 
end Cody tonight. Right. Yeah. Even even if he doesn't win the belt, he could end his career tonight. And that's what I was looking for. And even I built it up to you yeah. and my wife being like, we get to watch Suzuki wrestle tonight in an American match. And then that was it. I'm like, oh, man, that is not a good representation. Now, he did shows afterwards with Ring yeah, of Honor. Sure did, yeah. And I heard those were much better. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're really yeah. good. Yeah, because he, it, once again, when you're bringing guys from New Japan style and Ring of Honor style, even though they're both indies, they're not the same style. Well, I loved it because uh, Silas Young came on uh, like maybe two weeks later. He's all like on uh, Ring of Honor Weekly. He's like, "Hey, after watching after watching this one guy, I think we found our third member in our for our six man tag team with me and Beer City Bruiser. His name is Minoru Suzuki, and, and some and I was like, that's awesome because like they're all yeah. kind of like these tough guys, badass, yeah. and he kind of gelled really well with them. Yeah. I was like. Yeah, this did they really sense. do that? Have a yeah, yeah, tag yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, that dope. was really cool, yeah. and I was like, man, he's really like they're sh- he shined better on the ironically in the Ring of Honor weekly television show more than he did in the pay per view. Yeah, I think they they need more build. It's it's right. weird because Ring of Honor really tries to do the the one shot indie booking, but then they still want to tell stories with their characters, so mm. they're trying to do the best of both worlds. Yeah, and it's it's a tough blend. Yeah. It's a tough one. The only company that I could think that does that, and he's going to agree with her, is uh, Progress. Mm-hmm. It's the only ones that kind of do that blend, but they don't do it with their title. True. Yeah. They do it with, you know, if, if you, you... Like having, the mid-card feud guys. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or they'll have like a one-shot that, to end the first half of their matches or <laughs> have another big, t- you know, this guy's in town, right. blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I think Ring Ooh. of Honor, I think... The next time Suzuki comes in, will be better. But if they're they're planning on bringing more New Japan guys over to have these one shots and seeing how they do in a match and seeing how they do with their roster and kind of building on their lore and legend, because like you know, let's say Tanahashi comes over, you know, it's a name that people recognize. He's huge in Japan. Right. Is he really that big with American audiences? I think Omega and Akata, uh, Kushida are the three that can come over, and audiences automatically know those names because you've right. heard them so so much. Agreed. Introducing these new guys, I think Ring of Honor just has to take their time, bring them in. Like they could have had him tour the month before the pay per view, not the month after. But I know that all goes with booking and politics and right. everything like that. Once again, solid guys, love them both. Yeah. I I love watching them work. This match did not work for me though, just yeah. because of the time. Yeah. yeah, I mean my my favorite part of the match it was seeing Brandy Rhodes for the first time because I I didn't know who she was and I saw her I was like you know what that's totally worth leaving your job for <laughs> like I could totally get behind this move like I well, could, I, well I the totally funny thing is this. is I didn't know she was wanting to train to become a wrestler because she in WWE yeah. she was a ring announcer yeah and so she left before uh, Cody left oh yeah and yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she I guess she they Ring of Honor has been trying to do the Women of Honor thing and they've been trying to Brandy wrestled over WrestleMania weekend. She beat she beat be, uh, Joey Ryan for the DDT Pro title. Did she? I didn't oh yeah, the that. night before. Um, I didn't Super she, was, she was already wrestling. Dad, she was hipster indie somebody. right here. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> also she was she was uh, oh goodness she was wrestling somebody that like Dusty Rhodes had a feud with like one of one of the guys Dusty wrestled all the time and had a bunch of feuds with has a daughter who's in indie wrestling and Brandy and her have been wrestling. Was it a uh, bunch. Tessa Blanchard? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Boom! Indeed yeah. you. There right you there. Indeed you. Indeed you. You got Indeed. You got Indeed. You got Indeed. 
And it's just it's a picture. It's it's uh, uh, you in an Indiana Jones outfit. It, yeah. Yeah. Running from the boulder. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And the yeah. boulder is Bruce Lee. Bruce. Don't open your eyes. Don't open your eyes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so overall, I mean, if you guys had – and we do this for fun sometimes. If you had to rate the pay-per-view out of 10, what would you rate Ooh. it? Ooh. Out of 10. Yeah. And I'll put you guys on the spot. I'll tell you what I, 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 I want to go with seven. It's a I, solid seven. It's a solid seven, you but could, I wouldn't go any higher. You could, I think seven's probably even a little bit You argue up to eight yeah. if you said six based on preference. Yeah. Well, is that what you're saying? Right, exactly. You're so, saying six. I'm saying six, yeah. Okay. So, But if you juxtapose that to Supercard of Honor 11, like yeah. that's, I think that's a night and day. Like, oh, yeah, But See, it's tough because... There's magic in Mania weekends. There Even is. if That's you're true. not wrestling for right. WWE. That's true. It there's there's electricity. There yeah. is. Yeah. Um it, well, you could feel when there's big wrestling events coming up. Um and I know on a later episode when we talk about the Lakeland show yeah. and the taping, I'll I'll enhance that because mm-hmm. wrestling's been super hot and I, I messaged you being like you could feel it. You could feel it in the air. Yeah. Like it's like Phil Collins is singing to me all the time right now <laughs> yeah. about wrestling. Um, but that's that's how it is. So I, you know, and pay per views over the summer that aren't SummerSlam, yeah, or after SummerSlam, always suffer. Right. Like it's it, you very rarely because I don't think the WWE product in the fall was that great. I don't need so, that. Uh, well, except for this build-up to SummerSlam, or not SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Well, that's different. Damn good. That's different. Yeah, it's like, a big four. You can't yeah. screw that up. Yeah. Right? Well, well, you, you can. You can. And they probably will, but at least right now, I'm like, damn, this looks really, really good. So. Yeah. But. Agreed. So, yeah, that was, uh, oh, yeah, uh, six out of ten for me. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I think Ring of Honor is doing really great with their slowly kind of putting in talent from, you know, that's been in Rev Pro and and that's in um, Japan because even like the Tempora Boys they bat they they had them on re- re- weekly television two two yeah. weeks in a row, two weeks in a row and they were pretty over with the crowd. I was surprised. I was like, wow, the crowd's yeah. kind of getting them. They're they're stick or whatever. So, uh, and they're a little silly and goofy, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's really cool to see kind of you know that influence. Uh, and who did uh, no? We were watching uh, Rev Pro at your house. We were watching I was, Rev I'm Pro. I'm getting that confused. Mixing right, Rev now. Pro uh, had one of their events this past Dado. weekend. Yeah, yeah. And well, we saw uh, Nido versus uh, Marty. Yes, and yes, yes, um, yes. Marty. If you don't, I think I'd said this before. You know, Rev Pro is my one of my other. I I actually love uh, uh, Rev Pro as a company, but Marty is like a god in that company yep. like he yeah. can do he is their idol like he is their right. icon first triple and crown and all that first stuff. triple crown He's like the rick flair oh he oh, comes out and that flair. crowd is it you could put him against anybody he's anybody doing a triple and he's threat super with a mop and a broom next week right. exactly. and, and it's gonna tear and, the house down and Reece, and, yeah. but he, he literally could do that but yeah. you know we and we've discussed this before we'll discuss in the future about the uk fans and uk right. fan base because like Certain guys are super over. I lent you Fight Club Pro, and it was the elite versus uh, British Strong style. Nice. And you could – the electricity in that room for the the homegrown guys is hu- so, so big, and it swells. Mm-hmm. And I think New Japan needs that market in Ring of Honor. I think they want that yeah. because they're used to a crowd that's very kind of reserved. Right. So they're not used to the British and the American fans, which even the British and American fans are very different fan bases at yep. this point. So I think 
guys like Suzuki, guys like, you know, Marty. Because Cody, they made the comment that Cody's not really getting over in Japan. They don't really get the gimmick. They don't. They don't get like they're not really into him as much as they thought because yeah. I think the plan was originally to put the U.S. belt on him, and that didn't happen. They ended up going with Kenny because Kenny's yeah. so over. Yeah, you know. So I, I think it's the blending of the markets. I hope <laughs> Ring of Honor does it. It's awkward on a pay per view with no uh, prior kind of build. Um, I'm hoping they get past that. I hope this is the start of them building to, because we haven't seen Lij Mm-mm. in Ring of Honor. Right. When we do, we'll know it. We've seen members come here and there, but we haven't seen them as a force. Right. I think that's the other thing, too, when you take a guy who's, especially New Japan being so faction-heavy, and you take the one member out and say, okay, you're going to wrestle this one member. And it's like, no, you're not getting that that tangible thing of right. why they're a leader and why they're important and stuff like that. And L-I-J, for those who are, can't always assume everyone's hip to the to the abbreviations. Mm-hmm. Although people listening to this this show usually are pretty in the now um, about that. But Los Ingobernables de Japón. I think I did all right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I screw it up every time yeah, yeah, I say it, yeah. so I say L-I-J. Did you finally get your shirt? <laughs> I got that shirt, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you wore it one time. It's yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, so, folks, thank you for listening to another hour of the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. Uh, always love having David Pasco on the show with us. Um, definitely let us know what you think of Ring of Honor and what's going on with the program. And send us a line, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Uh, how do people find you on the internet, sir? I am at citizen underscore cold on Instagram. And then uh, the same on Twitter. Just add uh, 18 at the end of it. And you'll find me. I'm, I'm usually talking about wrestling. I just posted pictures from Ring of Honor that were... Gonna talk about it on a future episode, yes, but yes. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of years almost up. There's still a lot more indie wrestling to watch, yes. and I, uh, you know, good stuff, good stuff coming. Do you send people find us on the internet? You can find us on the internet at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Also, you can send us your questions to HH Podcast Show at gmail.com. We definitely want your questions for Buck, the Mega Buck, because we'll be going back to see him in the Retro Game Treasures compound very, very soon. Send those questions to Ask the Buck. But if you got questions for Brandy, you got questions for David, you got questions no matter what they are, send them to us. Uh, we'd love to answer them, get more questions for our mailbag. We always love that. Yep. Speaking of love, you can show the Facebook some love. Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show. Give it a like. Uh, keep you in the know. Get you all the newest episodes. Also, you can go to SoundCloud.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast. A lot of the people we were talking about tonight, we've actually had on the show. Like yep. Punishment Martinez. Yep. Go back and listen to that interview. Um, which... Uh, it, we didn't have Kenny King, but we had his other tech, Shane, Shane Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, uh, we've had a bunch of Ring of Honor guys on there because Ring of Honor has been nice enough to show us a bunch of love and yeah. send a bunch of interviews our way, like Flip Gordon. Flip up, uh, Flip Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> that and Beer City Bruiser. Yeah. I mean, it, just yeah, it's too been many fun. to name, but yeah. it's been so much fun. But go check those out, and you can find those at SoundCloud.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast. And of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags you want to use. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast Show. And of course, as always, hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later. See ya.